welcome to the 504th episode of Travel Itch Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travel Itch Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And tonight, we proudly present Regina Fitzpatrick, Executive Director of Central Missouri's Tri-County Lodging Association, to talk Lake of the Ozarks just ahead of Memorial Day weekend. Welcome, Regina, to Travel Itch Radio. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm still dancing around to your opening theme song. That's great. <laughs> okay, and first of all, tell us exactly where Lake of the Ozarks is. Is it closer to St. Louis or Kansas City? How far away is Branson? And can Lake of the Ozarks visitors also try to see a show or two while they're out there? Well, we are actually located uh, in the heart of the Midwest. We're central Missouri, so we're exactly halfway in between St. Louis and Kansas City. So we're two and a half hours to Kansas City or St. Louis, either one. We're about two hours northeast of Branson. So, again, we're right smack dab in the middle of the state. And did the long-running Netflix series Ozark help or hurt tourism to the lake? Oh, definitely. It was a, it was a huge help. <laughs> it definitely put us on the map with a lot of people, uh, not just in the U.S., but internationally as well. You know, it came out in about 2017, and the creator – of that is actually a Missouri native. He actually grew up around St. Louis, and he spent his summers working here at Lake of the Ozarks at one of the resorts, and that's kind of how the whole thing got started. And then when, during the pandemic, when we made national news during TMZ, it was actually uh, kind of funny, not the pandemic, but the fact that we made national news and people were calling because they thought there was just a, a fake destination on the show that somebody had made up a show they didn't realize that we were actually a real a real place so we had a lot of phone calls um during that time period saying so this is really a place and like yes we are really a place so the economic impact has been huge i'm still working those numbers because it continues even though the show just wrapped up its last season we can still feel an economic impact of i'm gonna call it free marketing because i'm a marketing person that we got from that series well speaking personally i was a huge fan of the show i didn't miss a single episode and I love the scenery that it showed, and I think that's what won people over. It's sort of like when they were going to do Hawaii Five-0, and the Chamber of Commerce said, oh, no, you can't do that. There's too much crime in the show. And they were totally wrong because people went out to Hawaii because of the beautiful scenery they showed. Same deal, right? Yeah, well, and most of the show, sadly, wasn't filmed here. Some of the show was filmed here, but due to tax credits, some of most of it was filmed uh, on a different lake, but we were in several of the shots. But it still introduced us to a lot of people, again, that never heard of us before. And, and, yeah, it doesn't have, you know, the most positive content, right? But most people understood that that was just a fictional show. And, again, not coming to the lake or those things that are actually happening here. Um, for example, I don't think we can grow poppies here but <laughs> in our soil. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was great exposure for us. And, again, continues to be so. We were sad to see it end as well. Well, we're right on top of Memorial Day weekend when your summer season usually begins. How many visitors come to Lake of the Ozarks between now and Labor Day? And how many votes, votes buy for space on the lake? 
Uh, well, I can't give you an exact vote count. I know I can just tell you it's a lot. So we host um, over 8 million visitors a year here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and obviously that's pretty heavy during the summer season when the kiddos are out of school and people come for long weekends or vacation. And actually now I've been you know, was working from home today and to look out my um, back door and see a lot of activity on the lake. I think with schools being out earlier since the kids don't typically have snow days around here anymore because of virtual learning, I see we'll see a lot of activity starting this weekend out on the water. So it'll start hitting hitting pretty soon with all the boats getting out and enjoying the area. But we'll see between now and then. I can't give you an exact number via month, but we see over 8 million visitors a year here coming to the Ozarks. Wow. Now, but you know, like Hoover Dam, Bagnell Dam was a Depression era lifesaver when completed in 1931, providing hundreds of jobs and creating even more on the man-made lake. Is it true Lake of the Ozarks is the largest man-made lake on the planet? <laughs> on the planet, it's a big statement. Actually, at that time, we we're actually the largest uh, man-made lake. I think there's been a couple that have surpassed us since then. But we cover 55,000 acres. So definitely um, it was undertaking, um, which I know we'll talk about here coming up, but it's um, definitely one of the largest in the world, yes. How much did the dam cost, and wasn't its original purpose to supply water to St. Louis? It was. There's an electric company that's based out of St. Louis. It was called Union Electric at the time. Now it's called Ameren, Missouri. And they were actually the source that did it. And they actually did it to source power, so off of the Osage River. And that was the, the whole whole purpose of it. The dam itself to build, again, that was, remember this was back in the early you know, 1930s, it was over $30 million. So back then that was you know, pretty, pretty large dollars. And, of course, they knew at the time when now what I'll call Ameren, or was the Union Electric, was designing it. They knew that it would end up being a, a tourism destination. And as a matter of fact, if you go back and read some of the history, there was a lot of discussion on what they were going to name the area. And they finally ended up on Lake of the Ozarks. I think some of the things, other things in the running were like the name of a politician or something that was involved in it. But the side of Lake of the Ozarks sounded more like a destination that would draw, that would attract some economic development. So, yeah, no, it was originally done to, um, to create power for St. Louis area and our area. Well, we're talking to Lake of the Ozarks tonight with Legina Fitzpatrick. From one end to the other, how many miles long is the lake? It's over 92 miles long from end to end. That's amazing. And is it true yeah. Lake of the Ozarks has more coastline than California? That is true. And um, good that you heard some of our marketing because we, <laughs> we market that. So, yeah, we have over 1,150 miles of, of shoreline, a beautiful shoreline, a lot of scenic areas. Why is the lake called the Magic Dragon? So if you were to see the lake from an aerial view, so if you were flying over in an airplane or you can go up on one of our helicopters tours that we have here, um, the shape of the lake with all of its different arms and et cetera, it looks like a dragon. So somebody way back after it was created kind of domed that name, the Magic Dragon, and it's kind of it's kind of stuck. We didn't have events. We just had a car show that's called the Magic Dragon Street Meet. So it's kind of kind of stuck with us through all these years that somebody, because it does, if you look at an aerial shot of it, it looks like a dragon. Oh, I'll have to look. And how yeah. many gallons of water does Lake of the Ozarks hold? 
It holds over 645 billion, that's billion with a B, <laughs> gallons of water. Yeah. Wow. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Lake of the Ozarks tonight with Legina Fitzpatrick. And you are listening to Travel It Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mariella Nugent Lee. Catch us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or check out our Facebook page anytime thereafter. And our guest tonight is Regina Fitzpatrick of Lake of the Ozarks. Regina, the lake traditionally has been a Memorial Day to Labor Day vacation destination, but is that changing over the past several years? Yeah, it has. It's been um, slowly changing, and then over the last, you know, I don't know, five or six years, it's, it's changed a lot. So obviously, you know, Memorial Day to Labor Day is, is a heavy time for us because, again, the kids are out of school, and so people come here and, and take those long weekends or week-long vacations. But we're also a huge meeting and convention destination area, being essentially located within the state and then within the Midwest. And a lot of those events take place, like in spring or fall, which is a gorgeous time to be here. We have 12 golf courses, which draws in a lot of, um, again, association events that kind of mirror some of their stuff around golf. Draws a lot of people from up north when it's still snowing, like in April, <laughs> they can come here and, and play golf. We we have the largest state park system in in Missouri, so again, it draws people during the fall to come see the beautiful foliage. And we're also, too, obviously, you can imagine with 54,000 acres, we're one of the top fisheries in the country. So we host over mm. 500 fishing tournaments a year. And that includes some of the, the big-name professional events like Major League Fishing and, and the Bass Masters. Major League Fishing was just here two weeks ago for one of their top series. So that, that has helped on in more year-round visitation. We also have, like, show caves, which you can go to year-round, you know, because temperature doesn't matter. Um, we're just a gorgeous outdoor destination, so if you want to come right now, like today, it was a beautiful 80 degrees, or you can come in October and November and see some of the beautiful fall foliage, and you still get to play golf or go to a show cave or go hike. You know, we have 75 miles of hiking and biking trails and go enjoy all that. So people have, we, and of course, we've been trying to market that as well, that, Yes, it's come great to come be on the water during the, the summertime. But there's so much more to do here and to see, and it's just it's just gorgeous to be here the other times of the year. Of the 70,000 homes along the lake, are some of the vacation homes available for families or groups to rent and maybe get more bang for their buck? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of homes and condominiums as well that are on rental programs and on the rental market. And, yes, you can rent them depending on the time of year is, is the length that you can rent them for. And for all sizes, you can have, bring a family of four and rent a house, so you can bring, you know, a party of 26 for a, a corporate retreat and rent a house if, if that's what you'd like to do um, outside of our, you know, traditional hotels and resorts, et cetera. Now, the Lake of the Ozarks has different experience over the past few years than during the pandemic. What changed? Um, one of the things really changes probably more what happened, right? So I mentioned um, a show Ozark and <laughs> TMZ, and people. Um, I think, think people are kind of looking at travel and everything different. I'm sure you guys have kind of experienced that too with what you do with the show. Is people are doing non-traditional trips and what they used to do, and realizing that after being told, you know, that they have to be cooped up for a certain period of time or whatever, you know, they just want to go out and experience things and experience new things together as a family. We experience a lot of that too, right? That people um, 
discovered the more of the doing the outdoor thing and doing that has a family. So that's has obviously when you have the great outdoor recreation, you know, destination that we are, that's just had a huge impact on us over the last, you know, three plus years. So, so mm. it's been a, a, a sad time was kind of a, a great time for us. So, um, get people out here to experience the great outdoors. How has that affected your economic development? Um, it's had a lot of effect on it. Again, we've been put out there on the map of some people who maybe never thought of investing in our area before, and we have a lot of movement going on. We have some new retail that's already popped up, some more that's kind of um, in the works, not just retail, but new possible hotels and attractions, a company is relocating here uh, from other areas, maybe getting out of the, the bigger cities. And it's kind of nice for us, too, because – Again, a lot of people just think of it as Memorial Day to Labor Day, if that's not what we're all about. And these things coming aboard even kind of stretches out a little bit farther, showing that, that we have a bigger scope than that to offer here, as well as I think sometimes it's harder for us to attract employees here from all different levels because they think they're only going to be able to work seasonally, and that's not the case. I mean, we're a year-round destination that has year-round employment. So I think it all kind of all kind of ties in together with our economic development is giving people opportunities to, to come here and, and have a good, good healthy outdoor life. Hmm. And how has that expanded scope affected your travelers, visitors to the lake area? Yeah, we actually used to kind of market just a seven, eight-hour drive at Lake of the Ozarks, but now we found, um, again, during these last couple of years that people are willing to drive much further than that for for a great destination and we have people that are coming from further away driving from further away and they're staying longer which is of course what you want right (laughs) people to come (laughs) come and stay with you and join the area so we are have a tourism tax as most um, areas do especially like ours and that's kind of one of the scales that we look at to see how we're doing um, on visitation and we've actually had our best couple years ever the last two years and we're actually, this current year that we're in, we're already like almost 15% over that. So, and last year was a record year for us. So we obviously know that people are are interested. They're coming in, they're coming back. And then we have a lot of new visitors that are that are touching us. We have those repeat people because uh, we're a multi-generation destination, right? You have people that tell me all the time, oh, I come down there because I used to come down there. My grandparents had a cabin down there and I used to come fishing with my grandpa. And now I'm bringing my kids fishing. So we hear all those great stories, and I think that continues, and then I think we've just added to that base in the last uh, two to five years. So it's been great. That's super. We're talking Lake of the Ozarks tonight with Legina Fitzpatrick. The lake hosts many events each year, so what are some of the upcoming events? I imagine boat races, you already mentioned that, or cook-offs are in there Mm -hmm. somewhere too. Oh, sure. We have food too. So, so yeah. So obviously we have Memorial Week, uh, Day weekend coming up. That's kind of an event in itself, right? So that's coming up. Uh, two weeks ago, we kind of um, two weeks ago tomorrow, we kind of kick off with all of our on on the water bars and restaurants and everything opening up, and we do a uh, harbor hop. It's a poker run, uh, mainly done by water, but you can also do it by car. And so we hosted that two weeks ago. We had like uh, almost two thousand hoppers, what we call um, out. It just kind of gives our all of our restaurants, kind of their big push-off to season. And then we have one of our boat races coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, it used to be called Lake Race. It's now called Lake of the Ozarks Power Fest. That's the first weekend in June. 
And then also we have one of the largest boat racing events in the country that takes place here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and that's the third weekend in August, and that's called the Shootout. And this year it's even going to be bigger and better. And if you don't like the boat races, you can come look at some cars. <laughs> so we also have yeah. uh, several car shows. And Hot Summer Nights is a car show that happens um, once a month um, from May until September, and that takes place on the historic Bagman Dam Strip. So it's really cool. You can come look at all these cool cars, and again, it's along the Bagman Dam Strip, which is has great shopping, dining, and attractions along as well. And then we're actually going to host this year, we're hosting the Kansas City Society uh, Barbecue Society sanctioned event, uh, which is going to be in October, and that's going to be in conjunction with the City of Osage Beach with their fall festival. So we're pretty excited about that. That's a new event for us this year. So, And we, and we have a lot of events between. You can check it out on uh, sunlake.com is our website, and we have an events page with all of our events that go on every day. Regina, you, you talked about this a little bit. What are the different options for lodging in the lake area? Yeah, for lodging, we have a wide variety, and we have something for everyone, no matter what you're looking for. Uh, we have hotels, motels. We have full-service resorts. Um, you know, on the water, we have camping, whether you have your own camper or you can rent a camper or we have tent camping. And a lot of them, too, have cabins on the campgrounds that you can rent as well, if you, especially if you're bringing, like, a big family that might not <laughs> want to do the, the tent or, or the camper option. We have bed and breakfasts. We have cabins, cottages. We have something for everyone. Um, and we already talked about the condos and houses as well. So you can kind of just kind of find what matches your family needs and, and we have it available. And how about where and what to eat? <clears throat> oh, my gosh, you have so many options on that. We have over, have over 200 dining options. And what is really cool about the lake is obviously, yes, we do have your standard chains here. Um, most of those are along the main corridor. But we have so many um, locally and family-owned dining experiences and a lot of those on the water. So it's really cool to go by car, by boat, and pull up and get to enjoy a fabulous near lakeside while you're, you know, staring out the water. And a lot of those locations, too, might have um, a pool for the kids to swim in as well when you're done eating. So there's a lot of great options on dining, no matter what you want. If you're looking for some great barbecue, a great steak, some, some Cajun, you know, we have it all. And you can catch your own dinner, yeah. can't you? <laughs> you can. You sure can. You can do that. Mary Ellen, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nina, uh, what are your personal must-do things for anybody traveling to and on the lake? Oh, gosh, that's hard. So if you're going to say my personal must-do, because um, we have so many options here, but obviously my top three things that I would say, obviously you want to experience the water. Of course, I'm a water baby. I grew up a water baby. That's why I love living at the lake. And just to get on the water somehow, if you don't have a boat, we have boat rentals. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can still go rent paddle boards or kayaks or you can go take the kids, you or the kids parasailing. We have a couple of public beaches. So you can just go, again, kind of experience the water. Or, again, go to one of the locations that has a pool that kind of overlooks the lake. To me, there's just something soothing about the water. So I feel like everybody needs to experience it in some shape or form while they're here. And I know I mentioned this, the state park. We have the largest state park system in Missouri. And we have Hahatanka State Park which is just gorgeous, and it has miles of, of trails. It has a castle that burnt down. Um, that's a, another story in another time that we, don't, that we don't have time for tonight, and the castle ruins are still there, and it's just, it's just beautiful to go check out. It, it was voted the number four best state park um, in the nation, and it's really gorgeous. 
And then I mentioned the Bagland Dam Strip, too. It's historic. Um, you know, we're over 90 years since the, the dam was built and created the lake. It's just really cool to go down. It has a lot of unique shopping, great dining experiences, some attractions, some fun things to do for the kids. And I have a lot of my hotels that tell me, it, when, no matter where their visitors come from, they at least spend at least a half a day along the Bagel Dam Strip. Again, it, it's historic. It's just something cool to check out while you're here. So that's just some of it. There's a lot more I can go on and on and do, but that's just some of the things that people only had like two days here <laughs> and say, what should we do? Those would be some of the things that, that obviously that I would mention. Well, it sounds fabulous. Now, can visitors expect a benign climate during the summer, or do they have to be aware of sudden thunderstorms? Yeah, we don't really have, you know, we live in the Midwest, so that's, there's that. But um, <laughs> we don't really have sudden, we have thunderstorms, but most of them aren't sudden. Um, of course, I'm in market at the lake, right? So I tell our people it's always sunny and 85 degrees every day. But, um, you know, it's, you know, we do have pop-up storms sometimes, but nothing usually too severe that they don't have notice that they can't get off the water or anything in time for. And we've heard Lake of the Ozarks has won a myriad of major awards. Could you tell us about some of them? Yeah, well, I just mentioned the one, the Hahatanka that won uh, number four best state park in the nation. And then we, the lake, we are, we're voted the number one best recreational lake in the nation by USAJ and the readers of 10 best. And we're actually, I'm glad you mentioned it, because right now <laughs> there's a poll going on with USA to 10 Best, and we're our 120 lakes mentioned for best lake for water sports. And so the voting on that just started last week, and right now we're number one of the 20. So we're hoping that we're going to get that number one um, in our belt <laughs> here um, the first week of June. So, yeah. And, again, we've also been voted, like, the best ball foliage, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just beautiful here in the fall because we have such beautiful scenery, especially at the state parks and stuff, and the leaves start changing. Uh, We're talking about Lake of the Ozarks tonight with Regina Fitzpatrick. Regina, who are some of the famous people who lived or still live at Lake of the Ozarks? Well, I don't know if I can share all that because some of them don't want people to know. But but we get a lot of of folks um, who obviously who visit here. Um, and sometimes you hear it on the news, sometimes you don't, because some of them kind of slide in, slide back out. Um, like like Sheldon and Gwen Stefani have been here. Um, I'm a huge Chiefs fan, obviously. I'm in Missouri. And um, and, and, and before they were Super Bowl champions, I was, I've been a fan for a long time. But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey visit here quite often. Um, Rhonda Vincent, who's a bluegrass person, she, she lives here. Uh, Jenner Fisher from the office, she has family that has a house here, so she's oh. here every now and then. So we have we have a lot of folks that and sometimes we don't even know they're here until after they're gone and they post on their Instagram or something and we're like, Oh my gosh, they were here <laughs> So so yeah, we, we have a lot of a lot of uh celebrities probably that that come through. What are some of the best sources for anyone looking for additional information on Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah, we have a fabulous website. It's funlake.com, easy to remember because we're the Fun Lake. So it's funlake.com, and that's your source for everything. It lists all of our lodging options, lists all of our events, all of your dining options. Um, if you're looking, looking to bring a family reunion or a destination wedding or anything, you can also get those sources on there, and we're happy to help you out. Now, how do most visitors get to Lake of the Ozarks, and where does your major clientele come from? Uh, we're primarily a, 
a, a drive market. So most of our folks, again, are anywhere from a 7 to 12-hour drive from us. So obviously we get a lot of folks from St. Louis, Kansas City, but Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Texas, Kansas, Arkansas, those are kind of our heavier states that visit here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but again, we pull people from Colorado and Florida and, and everywhere, but those are our, our top like six or seven states that we draw folks from. Mm-hmm. And for people that want to fly in, what's the hub airport for out-of-towners? And can people take the train too? Uh, the closest train, we don't have a train that runs here. There's Amtrak that runs into uh, Jefferson City, which is the state capital, which is about 45 minutes from us. So they can Amtrak in and rent a car. Um, we have a private airport here, which they can get private charters here. Otherwise, they'd be flying into Springfield, Missouri, or Columbia, our regional airports, or they can fly in through St. Louis or Kansas City as well. Hmm. Is there anything we haven't asked that you would like to add? Um, I don't think so. We just encourage people to go check out funlink.com and, and come down and see us, whether you haven't been here for a while, come down and see what else changed. And if it's your first time, we, we welcome you with open arms and look forward for you to help you create some family memories. And tell us where to vote. Where do we vote? Do what? Where do we vote for the best lake? Oh, the vote. Okay. Um, well, you can go on to um, our – follow us on Facebook. You can go to slakeofdeozarksfunlink.com. Um, is our Facebook page, and the, the link will be on there. And you can vote. It's Excellent. two USA Today and 10 Best. Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. Our guest tonight has been Regina Fitzpatrick, Executive Director of Central Missouri's Tri-County Lodging Association. Thank you for one, for being under the weather and still being a fantastic guest on Travelitz Radio. And how do listeners learn more? We'll take your Fun Lake website one more time. Yeah, it's funlake.com. So FUNlake.com. And thank you guys so much for having me and for talking about one of my favorite subjects and talking about travel. <laughs> well, it's a great place. I've been there, and I totally endorse it. And now that the baseball season is two months old and we've passed a quarter pole, there's nothing better for off days or rain delays than a good baseball book. Like my latest, Baseball's Memorable Misses, an unabashed look at baseball's craziest zeros. The funniest and most unusual baseball book of the year it's an illustrated and entertaining paperback, fourteen ninety nine at your bookstore and even less from Amazon.com. Sandy Koufax is on the cover. Such a deal. Get it tonight. And before we go, I'd like to talk to Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee about what her travel plans are for the upcoming summer. Do you have anything planned, Mary Ellen, for the summer month? My big plan is to go to the Stony Brook film festival it's an independent film festival for 10 days and it's just a great way to meet filmmakers and learn about international film all over the world and one of the the hosts this year is going to be alan alda so i'm really looking forward to that oh that's terrific and as for me i'm going to san antonio saturday for ipw which attracts 5,000 travel delegates from all over the world, including 500 journalists. Fifty of them are American, including me. And looking forward to that, I go every year. And in July, I'm going to the All-Star Game to cover that for Forbes.com. That's going to be in Seattle. And then the Baseball Hall of Fame inductions in Cooperstown. So I've got three pretty big trips planned. And 
should be a great summer. I look forward to Memorial Day. The whole period from Memorial Day to Labor Day, really enjoyable, relaxing, hopefully not too much work, although I am working on a new Hank Aaron book for next year. So between that and the shows, I'm pretty busy. And yeah, uh, for you, Marion, I know you have some clients, so you're, you've got your hands full, too. I sure do. And I'll, I'll be with you in spirit at IPW. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we've got to say goodbye. So that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, we'll travel to San Antonio to find out about the Hotel La Maison, a member of Historic Hotels of America, from Edward Parker, Director of Food and Beverage at the property. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night. Thank you.